Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we are talking about the blank canvas and its curse or its gift. Not sure what that means. Let's just get into it, eh? Advertising time, ladies and gentlemen. We have a couple of adverts this week. Um, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything except for the experience of wonderful, locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of eight of my favorite illustrators. Sorry, nine of my favorite illustrators. The Lost Boys are all Australian based and some of the best up and comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who has been on the podcast here before, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mangler, the king of the inks, Camilo Di Pietrantonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Magarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman, their head destroyer, Paldo Walls, the neo-knight Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs, and of course, the former host of Draw It Out and the co-host of Bad Casting, the king of the portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the lemonade maker, Jordan Morpeth Art. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram, at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank you all. I thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Co. From all the Lost Boys, thanks for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come. This episode is also brought to you by Zafia's new single, uh, You Got Me. Newcomer electronic pop duo Zafia releases their evocative debut single today, You Got Me, via all music streaming services, co-written by the duo producer-songwriter Diaz and singer-songwriter Mears. The track blends together hypnotic electronic beats and creative vocal sampling behind Mears' irresistibly soulful vocals. You Got Me explores the struggles of a stifled relationship, lacking in communication, and the inevitable explosive and emotional end results. Mears says about the track's inspiration, it's about that exact moment where you've held back your feelings for so long, taken to the absolute brink, and your body just can't hold back anymore. Having connected via music app Vampa back in December 2018, the pair bonded immediately and have been hard at work experimenting extensively with vocal and production influenced by the unique sounds of Major Lazer, Sia, Chainsmokers, Odessa, and Odessa. The new single, You Got Me, is a 
culmination of that effort, with the duo continuing their efforts as they prepare to launch their debut EP later this year. We're both incredibly proud of this new single. It's a unique sound with a message that resonates with all of us, says Diaz. But this is just the beginning. We're working on some exciting stuff now and we can't wait for everyone to hear it later this year. For more information, promo requests, or to arrange an interview, contact Zafia X-U-F-I-I-A at gmail.com. If you want to hear the single, there will be a snippet and more on this at the end of the episode. You'll be able to hear a 30-second snippet of the episode and I will be putting the link in the description. This episode is also brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. The Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpathart and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find the Lemonade Stand online in less than a month where I'll be selling all Making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Moore art prints and products. I will also be setting up the Lemonade Stand at a few different comic book conventions this year. The first being Comic Gong this Saturday, May 11th at the Wollongong Town Hall from 10am till 4pm. You can then find the Lemonade Stand at Sydney Supernova in June from the 21st to the 23rd at the Dome in Sydney Showground at Sydney Olympic Park. So come on down, get yourself a 50 cent glass of lemonade and some wonderful prints um, from Jordan Morpathite. Thank you for listening to Making Lemonade on the Lemonade Stand Network. Sometimes when I'm just like, when you're like designing, uh, like doing homework or doing a project or whatever, and you kind of like, sometimes I'll get like stuck and I'm not sure like what's good. And like, I just don't know how to get past that stump sometimes. So like, what are the things that you do to like get past it? Okay, good question, man. It's a good one. What, what semester are you? Uh, I have two more semesters after this one. Okay, so you're a junior? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, in certain things like science, it might be A to B, B to C, C to D. You guys know that. It's kind of mathematical. Like if you're ever doing math problems or trying to figure out the composition of a chemical, I remember that from chemistry class way back in the day. That's how it worked. Now, a lot of you guys work like this, and let's say you want to get to Z, it'd be like you know, and then eventually you get to Z. But when you're in this muck here, you have no idea if you made any progress because you cannot tell. There is no compass, there is no destination, there is no map. So it starts to feel like the walls are closing in on you, and that light at the end of the tunnel is getting dimmer and dimmer. You guys feel that way? Anybody ever have creative block or like you just can't, is this good? I don't know what I'm doing. You guys can feel that way? Yeah? Okay. The first thing you need to know is what's the goal? Where are we going? That's your compass. Right? So let's say now I know that I'm heading due east. If this is north, that would be east. I need to go due east some point. That helps out a lot. And I kind of know what it looks like. Let's say we're traveling in the wilderness. Let's say we're trying to find this arch in the wilderness, right? We're trying to find this thing. So I have a picture of where I need to go. I have a general direction. That would be pretty good. That would be an incredible, incredibly significant chances of you hitting that. 
You might also want a map. A map would be good. And you're saying to me probably right now, like, what do you mean a map? There's no such thing as a map for this. Or is there? Is there a map for this? What do you guys think? It's not a trick question. But there's a right and a wrong answer. Is there a map? Like, do you guys, are you clear about the goal? Let's talk about the goal first. What was the goal? I've been to Jung's class. The goal is kind of abstract, make a new business. A lot of businesses work in new business. Make a new profitable business. Okay, that's a little clear. Make a new profitable business that you can start with less than $50,000. Make a new profitable business you can start with less than $50,000 for this demographic in this specific city that you can build. You see, a rock becomes an arch. The more specific you can get about your goal by attaching words and images to it, so it's a combination of words and images, now I know what it is I'm looking for. You guys do this? I didn't do this. I went to school for this. They didn't teach me to work like this. They just asked you, what's your concept? And you'd explain in vague terminology. It's bold, it's beautiful, it's innovative. That's my concept. You know what I'm talking about. It's fresh, it's modern, it's contemporary. Right, that's what you would say. It reflects the culture I live in. Yeah, yeah, and then what, then what? Those are like super abstract words. Money, I understand. Real world experience, I understand. So try to nail down your thinking into words, translate those words into images, and then you're off to a pretty good start. That's a good place to be. Now, what's the roadmap? What's the blueprint? How do we get there? This is what I describe to many people as process, AKA your creative recipe, AKA a formula for success. Picture this, you've gone to Eckersley, you've decided to begin a new painting or maybe you've just bought a new iPad Pro and you've downloaded Procreate or Sketch and you've opened up a blank page. Now all you know is that you want to draw or paint something. Maybe you have a notepad in hand and you're about to write your first New York Times bestseller. You've got your favourite album on or you're listening to Making Lemonade, Jordan Walmouth. Wink wink. <laughs> You sit, and you sit, and you sit, and you wait. And one song goes by, then two songs, then three. Before you know it, you're back on your phone checking your Instagram for inspiration with not a scratch of ink or pencil on your blank canvas. The blank canvas screams at you. You're useless. Why can't you create? You suck at this. What's wrong with you? You've done this before. Just make me beautiful. This is the curse of the blank canvas. And I want to talk to you this week on how you can shake it. First thing I have to say to you about the blank canvas. If you feel cursed by it, then you have the power to shake it. You see, the blank canvas's curse is not based around creative or writer's block. 
quote unquote. This doesn't come for lack of inspiration or skill. It isn't a mental health issue or a chemical imbalance, in air quotes. Creative block is something that comes from within. Celebrity designer Aaron Draplin explains creative block like sunscreen. We relish in it and we put it all over our bodies till we just can't create. Creative block is something that I am currently suffering from as I write this. However, you wouldn't know that because I, at this moment, am combating creative block by continuing to write. This is because I am pushing through and writing whatever comes to my mind about this. And what you will hear is the final draft. Creative block can be combated many ways. However, the most foolproof way is to just fucking do something. Let's go back to the original blank canvas. I ask you one question. Why does it have to look perfect? Why does it have to be beautiful? Is making mistakes not the best way to learn about what not to do and what to do next time? This is how we combat creative block, by not acknowledging its existence and just creating regardless of it, of its beauty and perfection. Perfection is for unrealistic conservative types. That's not you, because you are creative. You're messy and unorganized. You're tired at your day job because you stayed up last night late writing or drawing or whatever it is you do in your studio. You're working three jobs just to afford convention tables, studio equipment or acting classes. How could you be blocked? When your friends say, let's go jump off waterfalls and hike up mountains, you're saying yes, because that makes me feel alive. And when I feel alive, I create masterpieces. You can hardly afford a website, but you manage to because all you want is to design shit for people because that's what you're good at and what you're not doing. And when you're not doing it, you're going mad. You do six, seven, eight drafts because you want to show the world your best work. You write your magnum opus at a coffee shop or draw the single greatest comic you've ever drawn in your mum's basement. All because you are creative. You are worth Worthy to lift that creative hammer and scream into the ether, I am the creator and I am worthy. I am worthy. I sanction a guess that if you are a creative, you probably find it very hard to say those words in your head let alone out loud. In fact, I doubt a lot of you creatives out there have ever said that before. This is an interesting concept because I personally believe that this is the key to ridding yourself of the blank canvas. Why? Well, think about all of the emotions you get when you stare at that ever so daunting blank canvas. It won't be good enough. It has to be perfect. I don't know where to start. I have no ideas. 
These are all your programming in your subconscious, making up intangible excuses and insecure lies about your ability and worthiness of filling that canvas. Now, I am in no way trying to deny the validity of writer's or creative block. I will, however, deny that it is out of anyone's control. That it is some sort of omnipresent deity that one must first fight off to get to creativity. Now, this is bullshit. This is simply fear. Fear is what holds... Fear is what is holding you back from just creating. You need to allow yourself to create garbage. From the garbage, contrary to popular belief, is where the masterpieces come from. Why do you think that artist sketchbook so much? The sketchbook is essentially a garbage filter. It allows us to get all the scratchy, scrawly bullshit out so that the good works can shine. I find myself scrolling out poses on works and sketching ugly circles and rectangles that kind of sort of resemble that which I'm trying to draw. Then I place another layer on top of that sketch and refine it a little bit more. Then another and another until it becomes as details, detailed as I'd like it to be. This is the same as the drafting process on a novel or screenplay that, some, that most writers use to build their final product. A common misconception of creatives is that they should be able to just spit out the final product in the first draft and this is absolute and utter nonsense as very few can do this. And if they can, now, it does not mean they have always done so. Eminem has been known to sit up for up to four hours on two lines of rhyme. Paul McCartney and John Lennon spent hours <coughs> excuse me spent hours refining each other's work until it was basically unrecognizable which part was written by who Why do you think that some artists trace to start with and all artists start with a pencil Good art takes time, and sitting there, staring at the blank canvas, does not magically make it appear. Carl Iglesias is a screenwriter and script doctor, and he says that writing, not unlike a plumber, is a job. A plumber never says that he has plumber's block. He just shows up and does his job. The only way you are going to overcome creative block to turn up every single day sit down and work on something every day draw write act rehearse record work whatever it is not unlike the man in the suit who grinds every day to make it to the top of his company and industry only way you will defeat your creative block is to work every single day and always, always have something to do. Simply put, just make something.
Are you worthy? There is a simple answer to this question. Yes. Creativity begins with a spark. If you have it, you'll know. It's that niggling feeling in your spine that you must create. It's that thing in the back of your head telling you to pick up the pen and draw or write. It's the feeling that you get when you come home from work and instead of slouch in front of the TV, you want to pick up your guitar or your Cintiq or your sketchbook or notepad and just create. Now, how do I know you're worthy? Because I was you once. I was the casual creative who couldn't seem to stop himself from drawing and writing music. I let it get in my head when people told me the music I was writing sucked. It took me a long time to come to the conclusion that I am worthy of creation and all that I create because only I can create what I create. (laughs) Only I can give my voice to my work and that is the secret source that no one else has on me. My voice. Take the mighty hammer of Thor, Mjolnir. In Avengers Endgame, Thor is feeling lost and unworthy when he travels back in time to obtain the reality stone with Rocket Raccoon. He runs into his mother in the past, who sits him down and discusses with him how the feelings of unworthiness he's feeling are invalid. He's a good man, and he made a decision that he must now step up and face head on. Pun intended. He then stands up and says to Rocket one more thing. He throws his hand out to hopefully capture Molnir from the past. At that moment, the hammer flies to him and his expression changes rapidly to a giant smile and he says, I am still worthy. This scene is interesting as I feel we all need our version of Molnir. <clears throat> I find that my Molnir is my pen. If I can continue to pick it up and write these episodes of the podcast and continue to draw every day, I am worthy. I've never had my pen not allow me to pick it up, but in a way, it does speak to me. I have a spiritual relationship with my pen. So too do a lot of artists and writers. This is how I find my worthiness. Perhaps I need to give my pen an ancient Viking name like the Starbreaker or Colormaker. My point here is that your feelings of unworthiness will come from within and only from within until you change that. We all have programming and as the author of The Road Less Travelled, Scott Peck calls it, your roadmap. Until you change that roadmap and reprogram your brain to believe in your own worthiness, regardless of what any others will say, you will never be worthy of the mighty sword of creativity. Be Captain America. Throw your hand out in the direction of Molnir, even though you're not sure of the result, and scream, Bring me Thanos. Conquer that alien army and stand tall face to face with no backup, only yourself and hope by your side. You watch. The Avengers will assemble behind you and they will in time believe in you 
because you showed them that one man or woman could face down their Thanos and say, not today, for I am worthy and I will fight for my right to create until my dying breath. Show that blank canvas. Who is the real hero? Alrighty, it's Q&A time, guys. It's part of the it's time for the Q&A portion of the podcast. Every single week I put out a Q&A stamp sticker thingy on my Instagram, on my story, so keep an eye out about Wednesday, Thursday every week I put it out and if you've got any questions for the podcast, please please feel free to ask. Um, I've only got a couple this week, but that's that's a couple enough. <laughs> Um, so the first question here is from Tim Watts Fitness. That's my cousin. Um, and Tim Watts asked a question last week on the podcast as well. Uh, you may may have heard him being called, this is Tim Watts, fit Avengers into your life. That's all we're going to call him from now on. Um, his question was, where is Gamora? My answer to you is, who is Gamora? Or rather, why is Gamora? That's my answer to that question. But seriously, I actually think Gamora might be on nowhere. I don't know. Is nowhere blown up by now? Maybe she's on somewhere. That's where I reckon she is. She's on somewhere. Because she can't be nowhere. She's somewhere. <laughs> the second question is from It's Not Bryce. Uh, definitely my biggest fan, the Lost Boys' biggest fan. He's a champion, always got good questions. He said, what projects are you currently working on or working towards? Well, the projects I'm working on right now are, the first, the main project I'm working on is the Lemonade Stand. Um, the Lemonade Stand is what I'm setting up at conventions this year and it's a business I'm setting up online and offline as you heard at the start of the episode um, to be the tree of which all of my work branches off of um, the podcast. I got another podcast coming soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm working on a little bit more of a relaxed podcast, less scripted podcast with some friends of mine where we're just going to do that, where we'll do reviews and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, the Lemonade Stand is an online store as well that I'm working on with some affiliate products for the podcast and the podcast is the main thing I'm working on this year. I'm trying to build the following on the podcast. So if you guys can give me a hand by letting your friends know, letting any creative people you know um, about the podcast, that would just be so helpful. I'd love to be able to do this for you guys every single week, make some money off it, make it my job. Oh, that would be the dream. Um, and other things I'm working on right now, I'm just working on some posters. I'm getting some posters screen printed for Supernova. I've got Wollongong Comic Con this weekend. Um, so I've got a few posters um, there, not screen printed yet, but I've got some posters there. And that's pretty much the projects I'm working on right now. The main project this year is, is the lemonade stand and making lemonade and trying to get the lemonade brand um, going, so yeah. Thank you, Bryce. All right, guys, thank you for your questions. Let's get on to the outro. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. If you want more information on my theories around the blank canvas or just want to join the conversation on this week's episode, 
please feel free to contact me on Instagram at Jordan Morpeth Art or join our Discord community. The link is below in the episode notes. If you would like to support the podcast, please, all I ask is just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or wherever you socialize in the World Wide Web. Also, you can leave a review on iTunes. That's also very helpful. This week's song of the week is by a friend. As I said at the top of the episode, Daniel Diaz and Mears have partnered together to make Zafia. And their new song, You Got Me, came out last Friday. And that's our song of the week. I've got a small snippet here and you can find the, the link to the Spotify or the, or the song on Spotify rather in the episode notes below. I hope you enjoy. Thank you all again. I love you so much. I've been your host, Jordan. And as always, guys, stay weird. Bring me Thanos. I saw the poison. I feel the crawling. But I didn't want to tell it. No, I didn't want to tell it to your face. You got me so high, I didn't know what was what It just magnified my feelings a hundred thousand times will make me feel like I'm lightning And I wanna put me out, but you got me fired up And my flames are going to burn Like lightning, like thunder, like blue sparks of fire You got me exploding Like lightning, like thunder, like blue sparks of fire Too low